Welcome and thank you for joining us on Birth Mother Matters in Adoption with Kelly Rourke Scary and me, Ron Rains, where we delve into the issues of adoption from every angle of the adoption triad. Do what's best for your kid and for yourself because if you can't take care of yourself, you're definitely not going to be able to take care of that kid and that's not fair. And I know that my daughter will be well taken care of with them. Don't have an abortion. Give this child a chance. All I could think about was needing to save my son. My name is Kelly Rourke-Scary. I am the executive director, president, and co-founder of Building Arizona Families Adoption Agency, the Donna K. Evans Foundation, and creator of the You Before Me campaign. I have a bachelor's degree in family studies and human development and a master's degree in education with an emphasis in school counseling. I was adopted at the age of three days, born to a teen birth mother, raised in a closed adoption, and reunited with my birth mother in 2007. I have worked in the adoption field for over 15 years. And I'm Ron Raines. I've worked in radio since 1999. I was the co-host of two successful morning shows in Prescott, Arizona. Now I work for my wife, who's an adoption attorney, and I'm able to combine these two great passions and share them on this podcast. If you enjoy this podcast, make sure to rate and review us on whatever platform you use to listen to us and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Look for AZ Adopt Podcast. All right. Today we're going to hear from Dana. He is a process server that we use to serve the birth fathers in our domestic adoption program. I thought it would be interesting for our listeners to get to hear what he does, how it impacts uh, the adoption process and what he sees when he's out there doing his job. So I thought this would be really interesting. Let's go ahead and get started. So Dana, you've been uh, a process server for a long time, correct? Uh, Over 30 years. Oh, wow. I bet you've seen a lot in your day. (laughs) Yeah, you could say that. Tell me, what is the process that you go through when you're serving a birth father for an adoption? As you know, many times we're not even sure where the birth father is and sometimes we don't even know the full name or correct name of the birth father so when that happens there's a uh, skip tracing done and and searching through public records just to locate the individual first of all and then once a location is determined then the documents i receive from you uh are out in the field to be served on the individual so uh, he can be notified of, of the adoption. And do you ever get birth fathers that dodge service? Oh, all the time. I'm not sure what their reasoning is. Sometimes it's uh, it's just they just don't want to be involved, uh, saying that they're terming their, which in the end could be true, but it's not true just by being served. And, and sometimes they may be fugitives, uh-huh. so they're, they're afraid, you know, uh, of any contact with anybody of any authority. So, so it's various, various reasons, but sometimes there's just no reason at all. They just dodge service. Got it. And <clears throat> what is the feedback or what is, what, ha- what is their response normally? Like what's the average response when you, when you hand them the paperwork? I don't know that there's a... A typical or average um, response. Uh, there's various responses, such as if this is my baby, I'm not giving it up, or um, uh, I know I'm the father and I'm not giving up the, this baby, or 
or I know I'm not the father, so leave me alone kind of attitude. Mm -hmm. um, so it's all over the map. Have you ever seen a situation where somebody gets like really, really, really angry? Probably less, less, uh, few reallys. Okay. <laughs> there's, you know, there's been, uh, uh, situations where, where they are upset or angry. And that's where, you know, my experience can come in, uh, you know, 30 years doing this, um, where I can diffuse the situation if, if, if possible and, and try to, you know, talk them down and, and convince them that, that, uh, you know, this isn't anything that you need to be that upset about. I try to fully explain what being served with the notice means that, that, you know, most, most of the time, if they're going to be angry, it's because they don't agree with the adoption. So I explained to them that they have options and that's why they're being served. It's mm. notification. It's not termination immediately. Have you ever felt in physical danger, especially early on before you get to explain some of this to them? Have you ever felt physically in fear? In situations with the adoption matters, I mean, obviously that's not the only thing that I serve. Mm -hmm. um, so I've, I've never really felt physically threatened as far as serving uh, potential birth fathers. Um, I've had a couple of situations over the years that uh, I, I did, the adrenaline was pumping a little bit, you might say, but um, as far as as far as with birth fathers, no, I've never really been in that situation with, with potential birth fathers serving adoption notices. And I know you work with a lot of other agencies, not just ours, but do you ever have situations where people, you know, you, maybe you talk to a birth mother afterwards and she's nervous because the birth father threw a fit, but just, I mean, from our standpoint, we don't see very many birth fathers actually following, following through and filing paperwork with the court to establish paternity. Is that what you've seen as well? Yeah. A, a lot of times there's a lot of talk. Um, it's kind of funny. I, I, funny, I guess almost funny, laughable or, or funny, just strange where I've, I've actually served, and I believe there are probably cases for you, where I've served uh, potential birth fathers in jail, and they're facing uh, murder charges. Wow! And <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and and they're like on their high horse of you know, you know, I'm, I don't want this adoption to go through. Uh, well, those situations. They're not going to, you know, it's unlikely that any gonna, they're going to do anything with it. And mm -hmm. if they even tried, it would be very difficult for them to stop the adoption or get custody of the child, obviously, if they're going to prison. So. Sure. Right. sure, absolutely. And then I'm sure there have been situations where it's been maybe uncomfortable or awkward when you're serving the same birth father. Has that ever happened for different birth mothers? Yeah, I believe. I can't think of anyone in particular, but I, I have served, um, you know, individuals that have uh, been intimate with different women and, and they end up adopting. Uh, as you know, a lot of the uh, adoption world or birth mothers um, know each other and refer each other to your agency. Sure. Um, mm -hmm. so, so by knowing each other, they in turn may know uh, potential fathers, you know, that are 
in common too. So, but yeah, I, I don't know that I've felt uncomfortable as, as far as the answer to that question, but um, awkward maybe. And in turn too, unfortunately, um, there have been cases where there have been multiple birth fathers named um, okay. as yeah. well. So, you know, getting getting that you know straightened out and and, and trying to serve the individuals because obviously a lot of these guys know that the mother may have been with other men and and it's uh you know they either are convinced they're the father or they're convinced they're not and when they're convinced they're not it's difficult to get them to cooperate if i can't find an address for them so. right right and do you ever have anybody that like rips up the paper when you hand it to them or tries to give it back to you or anything like that? Oh yeah. Yeah. That's, that's happened occasionally. It's uh, ripped it up or just crumpled it up and, and, you know, threw it aside. And, and oddly enough, it's, um, it's probably happened in situations where even though I've explained it to them clearly and they're against the adoption, they might crumple it up and throw it away, not knowing that there's vital information in that notice that mm-hmm. uh, would assist them if, if they, you know, wanted to uh, dispute the adoption. So, <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's happened plenty of times. A lot of times, process servers, it happens to them, and and they think they have to pick up the paper and reserve them, and they don't. It's done as soon as they're identified, even if they won't take the document in their hand they're served once they're identified and, and I've told them, you know, why I'm, I'm there. So. And that's really good information, especially for adoptive families who are listening and, you know, wondering how this works is now I have to ask this cause I've seen it. I've never seen you serve anybody. And when we do an acceptance of service at the office, it's very different. Do you say sure. the words you've been served? Most of the time? Yes. Um, sometimes may, maybe not that specifically, um, but I will say, um, identify myself as an officer of the court, which I am, mm-hmm. um, and that I'm there to serve them with notice. I may, may not use that you've been served, um, all the time, but, but I, I make it very clear because it's my duty to, to do so that they are being served with, with notice. So. Okay. That's helpful. And then tell me a story that's really memorable without names. <laughs> I think probably one of the most memorable ones we've already touched on, uh, where I went to the jail to serve an individual that was in jail and he was, you know, on charges for, I believe murder. I don't think it was mass. I believe it was murder. And the, 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 um, there's a trap when I'm speaking to him, there's a, you know, plexiglass between us and there's a trap. What they call the trap is which I, what I slide the documents to through. It's very thin opening that has to be opened by the CEO at the jail. And, uh, it wasn't open. So here I am face to face with the potential birth father with nothing to talk about. And he starts going on about how it was self-defense that the birth mother had, that the person that he killed had already gone to prison for manslaughter and was out. And it was the brother of a birth mother that had 
had uh, him uh, or had him, yeah, had him killed. That's why he went to jail. Another birth father in another birth years earlier, you know, 13 years earlier. And it was, and she was then collecting social security. And it was her intention to have her brother kill this person so she could collect more social security for, because the birth father of her child was in prison or dead. Um, so, so, you know, this was his claim that it was self-defense. He was supposed to meet the birth mother there at, at a Circle K, went to Circle K, and here's her brother who had, like I said, been in prison for manslaughter previously. And um, so he's basically pouring out his case to me while we're waiting for the, the CEO to open the trap for me. That is incredible. You should write, put all these stories together and make a movie or a TV series. Well, you know, I was just kind of joking with a, with a security officer at a hospital recently when I was waiting for a, a person from the board to come down, um, you know, different type of service there. But we, we were waiting so long, you know, I told him, yeah, I should write a book. And, and he made a comment that said, yeah, you should. He said, of course, nobody reads anymore. I said, well, maybe a podcast then. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody can do that, obviously. No comment. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, Ron, do you have any questions for him? No, he's uh, actually, I was thinking up questions as he was going, but then he would answer them for me as he went. So, no, that was perfect. Okay. Well, Dana, thank you so much. Thank you, Dana. All right. Thanks, Kelly. Thanks, All right. Ron. Take care. A huge shout out to Dana for joining us today. We really appreciate everything that he does on a regular basis and hearing from him today just reinforces how necessary what he does really is. And I hope that we can all really appreciate how much hard work goes into every aspect of the adoption process. We have a pregnancy crisis hotline available 24-7 by phone or text at 623-695-4112, or you can reach us on our toll-free number at 1-800-340-9665. We can make an immediate appointment with you to get you to a safe place, provide food and clothing, and help you get started on creating an Arizona adoption plan, or just give you more information. Check out our blogs on our website at azpregnancyhelp.com and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by looking for AZ Adopt Podcast. If you enjoy this podcast, make sure to rate and review us on whatever platform you use to listen to us. Birth Mother Matters and Adoption was written and produced by Kelly Rourke Scary and edited by me. Thanks go out to Grapes for letting us use their song, I Don't Know, as our theme song. Join us next time on Birth Mother Matters and Adoption. For Kelly Rourke Scary, I'm Ron Rains, and we'll see you then.